Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eaton, and I am here with the talk of the town. I know you're going to dig this. Here's the talk of the town. Take you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millette and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. Eaton. Who left for me? I got my man. No, no, he he still in the car. Yeah, no, he back out there with the pollen again and the baby wipes. Oh God, there he goes. Well, as always, I got my man, 100 grand KG. What's going on with you, player? Not much, man. Happy to be back at a thousand percent with the talk of the town, man. Hey, it's going down. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Man, it's, it's been, man, it's been too long, man. I know. I know, bro. You it's know? It's all good. We'll be back. Long range and I'm told. I know, man. I can't, can't wait to hear, you know, Charlie call in and holler at the folks, you know, Bill call in and, you know, Nook, all our folks, man, everybody, they always show us love, man. We, uh, we, 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 we really appreciate you guys for riding with us for this long. And uh, we're not going to let you down, man. We're not going to let you down at all. We are back in full effect. Did you not understand this? Oh, yeah. Well, let me get, let me get right into it, man. Sales, man. It's, uh... It's... it's mm, the top ten looking a little crazy this week for um, urban releases. As a matter of fact, only one cracked the top ten, and that was Mindless Behavior. I know, I know. <laughs> hey man, them boys uh, getting—they they getting it though, man. I mean, I ain't mad at them. You know, there's some young cats out there doing their thing. But uh, their new album, All Around the World, comes in at number eight with uh, thirty-three thousand copies sold. Now I know a lot of people are like, man, that's a low number. But Mindless Behavior wasn't really like a big selling act. They got a lot of press. You know, they got a lot of 
notoriety, but they weren't a big selling act. But, you know, I, I haven't heard the album. Um, I'm hesitating. I, I won't lie to you. But, you know, I, you know, give the young guys a chance, you know? Give, give them a chance. Give, give them a chance. You never know. That could be the next new edition. Okay, I might be putting a little too much on it right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Which one I'm going to be Bobby? Uh, I think the the one with with the uh, with two big dookie braids. He might be <laughs> that, that might be Bobby. But uh, but you know what? The big thing is going to be next week. What's that? The big thing is going to be next week. Uh, Justin Timberlake. He will score the biggest debut of the year so far when his new album, The 2020 Experience, drops, and it will come in with a projected. Seven hundred and fifty thousand to eight hundred thousand, which will make him number one by leaps and bounds. Seeing that the next person in line will be country singer uh, Casey Musgraves, who's going to be in at like thirty-five, forty thousand. Right. So, yeah. By wow. You know, by leaps and bounds, uh, JT is going to be number one. And you know what I love so much about his album? I don't know if you have a okay. chance to listen to it yet. Not yet. Man, it's the R and B album. It is a true R and B album. He didn't come back trying to sound like, you know, doing a, a Usher OMG type of record. He didn't mm-hmm. come back like any of that. He came back and he did what nobody expected him to do, and that was R&B. And you got to give brother props for that, even though he's not a brother. He's our brother from another month. Oh, yeah. I, I, what you think about him going hard at Kanye like that, man? Well, I think somebody needs to. Kanye has this thing about him, you know, he, he says, yeah, I guess he feels like he can say whatever he wants because, you know, he's Kanye. Right. You know, he's one of the most successful producers, definitely one of the most, was one of the top five most successful producers of the last decade. You right. know, one of the most successful um, acts, you know, and he's a, he's a media mogul and, and, you know, he feels like he can say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. But then you have someone like Justin Timberlake, who is equally as successful, and Justin's just not going to take it. True that. I like what well, he did I on Saturday Night Live. He kind of went in, you know, got these rappers feeling a little, you know. He, he went in a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's, somebody needs to do it. <laughs> somebody but, needs to do it, so. It seemed like know. Kanye, man, you know, but Kanye, man, he, he even though he's been doing a lot of ranting and raving lately, some of the stuff he's been talking about kind of been a little true. You know, I mean, you, you, you can't you can't knock the fact that what you have to appreciate about Kanye is Kanye says the things that other people want to say. They're just too concerned about being politically correct. Quite frankly, I think he'd be great on the Middleman talk show. That's oh, yeah. Me. Oh, yeah. You know. But take your place, but I got no, no, he can't get. He don't want to get into a back and forth with me. <laughs> I'll put him in his place. Anybody that wears a, a scarf that tight, they don't yeah. want to get into a back and forth with me. But you know, it takes it, it, in situations like that. You're absolutely right. There are certain things that Kanye is saying true, but it's somehow it's always overshadowed by the way he delivers it and the manner in which he delivers it. Yeah, we all felt the same way, you know, but. We ain't get up on stage drunk off Hennessy talking about, you know, Beyonce had the best video of the year. Yeah. Compared to what else was up there, you know. Now, I can show you some underground hip-hop acts that, you know, killed that Beyonce single lady video. 
But you know that's 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 a matter of opinion. Right. But anyway, shout out to Kanye, shout out to JT. You know, just Timberlake coming back. And I think it's a, another thing that um, people aren't giving enough credit for. Shout out to Timberland. You know, Timberland and Justin Timberlake have really made a a very successful and lucrative pairing over the last seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So you know. And this is, you know, a lot of producers have fallen by the wayside that came out around the time that, that Timbaland came out and, and Dre and all them. But he's still around. He's still doing it big. So shout out to him as well. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you like this. Them cats on the low getting money. Them the ones you got to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's the Ford Magazine people right there. Exactly. Yeah, everybody want to be in the front. Give me that background, baby. Yeah, I, I, um, baby face described it best a few years ago when he called it mailbox money. Hey, <laughs> so you just wait on Buddy to ride by and look at the mailbox, huh? Think about it. That's yeah. mailbox money. Baby face still getting royalties, good royalties from waiting to exhale soundtrack. You know True what I'm saying? A lot True of people didn't even know that he produced. A good majority of Anthony Hamilton's last album. I did not know that either. The two singles that Anthony Hamilton put out, um, Woo and uh, Pray For Me, Babyface produced on both of those and did background vocals. Man, he getting that long bread. Right. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Those cats... And that's what, you know what, I know we sit there and a lot of times, and because it's the era that we grew up in, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you guys, y'all harp on the 80s and the 90s so much. But you don't understand. It, was a, it wasn't just a lot of people just getting money for the moment. These people were building wealth. True that. I don't know what it is that the, you know, nothing against the new guys, but these guys were building wealth. You look at the guys that are on top of the business, just like you said, on top of that Forbes list. They started in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Getting that Fred Sam, Sanford residual money. Like you look at someone like L.A. Reid, you go from the from the deal to one of the most influential and powerful men in the music business. Not influential and powerful black men, but just men. Period. And what time period did he start? The eighties and the nineties. Yep. You can't tell me that it wasn't a singer alive in the nineties that didn't want to be signed to the face record. A lot of people move here just to get that happening, you know, to get, exactly. that, you know, get that to happen. Exactly. So, yeah, shout out to those four list people. I'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the other topics, uh, Lil Wayne got out this week. Shout out to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. After uh, suffering multiple seizures, you know, they found a high amount of codeine in his system while he was in there. Um, I guess my biggest question is, doesn't that violate the terms of his parole? Yeah, it do, man. I mean, he gonna probably, you know, pay enough people. He gonna pay the people and not have any issues with that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm scared of that whole codeine thing because of what happened to Pimp C. You know, Pimp C, DJ Screw, yeah. DJ Screw, yeah, Fat Pat, right. And my thing is, you know it, you see it. If you know anything about hip hop history, you know what happened. It's nothing new. 
don't know. He thinks he's invincible. You know, and uh, you know, a lot of people went, and I don't wish him any harm. You know, and I know people are like, "Oh, Nick, you're not a Lil Wayne fan." You're right. I'm not a Lil Wayne fan, but I don't wish the brother any harm. I wish him right. much, much success. But I want him to take this as a sign. Look, you need to slow down. You need to step back for a second. You need to chill out. So what you don't want to do is end up in a hotel room that nobody finds for three or four days. Yep. Now all the young money is sitting there. And, and Kev, I don't know if you've been paying attention to World Star Hip Hop this week. Uh, did you see Mac Main premiere his new video? single this week? I'm going to be honest with you. I saw the Mac Main uh, video posted, but I did not listen to Mac Main. Am I, I the only one to that finds it, Am I the only one that finds it ironic that Mac Main releases his single and his video the same week that Lil Wayne is in the hospital? Well, allegedly, he's supposed to have been dead. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Yep. You know, I'm not trying to start anything, you know, between the two guys. But, um, you know, I'm just glad to see the young man out. You know, he's with his family. You know, he, he, hopefully he, he get the hint. Calm your butt down like you were saying earlier, man. Hopefully this is a lesson to all the cats out there that's living that life. You know what I mean? Get right. right. I ain't preaching to you. Just saying. I mean, you can you can die quick. <laughs> just realize that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? One thing, man. This is it's a it's an eye opening experience for people, man. Real talk. I think it humanizes when you look at um, when you look at him having seizures, and then the same, almost the exact same thing happening to Rick Ross last year. You know, I think that this should be a sign to a lot of those rappers and aspiring rappers out there that you know. You don't have to like I and I hate to say this, but even if you look at a cat like Drake, Drake is not aging well, if you notice. No, he looks a little raggedy. From the time he first came out to now, Drake looks like he's yep. about forty years old. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. When Drake came out, he looked every bit of like he was in high school. And now he's Yeah. He's like an old actor type face like Exactly. And you know what? I think what's so crazy is I, I think it's a perfect setup. It kind of fits in with our topic of tonight. It kind of fits in our topic of tonight. This whole say anything we want to say, live any way we want to live, I think it's starting to catch up with them. Yeah. I think it's really starting to catch up with them. And it's like now, it's like what's the next step? What's going to be... What's going to be what sets me apart from every other rapper? Because I'm not being funny. I remember when Ja Rule was the hottest rapper out. Okay. I remember when 50 Cent was the hottest rapper out. There are certain rappers that just, they're there for the moment, and then there are certain people that transcend time. Like one thing, people love him or hate him, but one thing you have to give Diddy credit for, he is the king of reinvention. He always reinvents himself. Same way with Jay-Z. Even with Rev Run, how he reinvented himself. You know, and I don't think that these this younger generation of rappers has realized that just yet. No, really. I don't think they realize that just yet. So I know we got a few of our people on. We want to go ahead and hit that first song. We want to go right into it, man, because I, I, hey, I, I'm, I'm feeling kind of ready. 
Yeah, I'm I'm definitely there, man. Tonight, man, we're going to talk about the freedom of speech, hip-hop. And also, Nick, man, we're going to add in R.B. Because, I mean, man, you know, we just had a controversy with Lil Wayne with the old Emmett Till, you know, lyrics about, you know, the lyrics about Emmett Till and, and all the stuff that was going on with him. And to add on to that, Nick, we also have Beyonce with the Bitch Bow Down record. Be Bow Down record. Mm-hmm. Freedom of speech. Now... How we got this branded out for you guys right here tonight, you know, many in the hip hop many in the hip hop community began to discuss whether or not if hip hop need to regain its substance again. Nick, that's kinda of what you alluded to right there, man. Will we ever have that substance again in, in lyrics in hip hop and we can also add R and B in there. Now one thing we want to pose to you guys tonight, you think about this, should artists be more conscious of their lyrics or is it just a matter of total expression? Art. We say it's art. We can express it any kind of way we want to. That's what we say, Nick. You're a writer. You might put some lyrics together people may not like, but you're still a writer. And it's art. Is it art, or do we need to add more substance to it? Now, if you guys remember, and everybody that's on the line listening out there on, on the internet land and phone land and radio land, wherever, you remember back in the 80s, we had groups like NWA, Two Live Crew, countless other groups out there that was on that hardcore hip hop. Or either that hardcore, straight gangster rap, whatever you want to call it. NWA pushed the boundaries. And if you look at Two Live Crew, they pushed the boundaries even further. And even taking it all the way to the Supreme Court. But back then, we also had a balance. We had groups like P.E., Poor Righteous Teacher, Parish, and countless others out there that helped balance out our generation. Now, in the current times, we got to look at the lyrics. Everything now is somewhat filthy. It, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of out there. It's a little, you know, raunchy. But then if you think about it, it's on the borderline of genius. So this is some of the things we're going to talk about tonight. Nick, I know you got to let me know what's going on with that Beyonce song, man. Well, I do. And first, let me let me uh, address something real quick. From the perspective of a writer, and um, I know Al can feel me on this as well, and, and Kev, even you, you know, don't, don't get it twisted, y'all. Kev, you know, he's got... He's got some artists in the song. Well, Kevin working on the album for the last four months. He just made bars. Nah, actually, yeah, man, bars. y'all can joke me, but I'm like Drake. I got that detox. <laughs> <laughs> but coming from the standpoint of a writer, you have to look at the times now as opposed to then. Right. Um, let's let's look at the '90s. Let's look at someone like Tupac. Now, Tupac is just one of those rare. He was just one of those rare enigmas. He was just. He was an, an anomaly because for him to put out so much quality music in such a short period of time, correct? To where he still they're still releasing new unheard you know music from him to this day, you know that's something that is that was and still is kind of unheard of because for it to be still the quality that it was, that's kind of unheard of. Like even with and y'all know how much I love Biggie. You know, Biggie only, and maybe it was a situation where he was like, I'm not giving Puff more than a couple albums more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after the after the third or fourth year of Biggie's death, they started recycling, you know, old rhymes. You right. You know what I'm saying? And put them on new remixes. The pressure right. to be creative nowadays, and a lot of people might not agree, but it's a little bit higher than it was in the heyday of the 90s and the 80s and even in the 70s because of the fact that everything is so content-based. Now it's not just about the 12 songs 
or the 17 songs that I put on my album, it's how many songs that I have out on YouTube, how many songs right. that I've given as a free download for fans, how many songs that I've given out as this feature. I've given this song to this DJ, given this song to this DJ, I've given a verse to this person, I've given a verse to this. The, the demand for content in this microwave consumer society right now is right. so high that you have to continuously put out content. Now, the thing about that is, if the content suffers because of it, because you're putting out so much, that pressure to be creative, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit harder. Now, in the case of Beyonce with this Bow Down record, let me go on record as saying first, do I like the record? Absolutely not. After finding out who wrote the record, I understand it a little bit more. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a duo, um, R&B hip-hop duo by the name of Rock City. They actually live here in Atlanta. Um, yeah. They actually go by Planet VI now. They used to be signed to uh, to um, Convict. Yeah. And Correct. they they wrote the record for Beyonce. And it's actually two records that are put together. My issue with the record is this. Is it needed at this point in Beyonce's career? Absolutely not. But in my heart of hearts, I believe it's a leak. Only because the brand of Beyonce that is protected so much, anytime that she's premiered a song, it has been on a grand scale. It's been on such a grand scale. It's, oh, Beyonce is releasing a new song. It's not, oh, it's just going out to radio, we're going to leak it out. No, it's going to be the new song and the video. We're going to premiere it at the end of American Idol or at the end of, uh, of each night, but we're going to premiere it at the Super Bowl. You get, I really and truly feel like this was a leak, and I feel like everybody in her camera right now is like, damn, we shouldn't have put that. We should, we, who, who got, who, who's getting fired? You get what I'm saying? Oh, there's an intern. There's an intern somewhere that's about to be fired. <laughs> After they beat his fire. Sacrificial lamb. <laughs> but, hey, man, um, we got our man Charlie on hold, and we got our man Mississippi Fast, man. We're going to bring in old Fats. Man, what's up, Mississippi Fast? Well, what's good with it, bro? What's happening with you, man? Man, just cool and working, man. That's it. Most definitely, man. Now, you see we're talking about freedom of speech and hip-hop and R&B. You're an artist yourself, man. What do you think about lyrics? I mean, I mean, I mean, know, I know you've been doing your music thing for a while. What do you think about some of the lyrics that you hear in the records now? Is it is it straight like art, or is it just filth? Or what is it? It was just genius. Uh, I... Honestly, my wholehearted opinion about it, because I grew up around, you know, I came up in, I think, you know, the era where music was taken serious, you know, uh, as far as what you say. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's just, uh, man, it's it's a black hole, and anybody, you know, just for the fall in it. I mean, it's just, they're just talking off the top of their heads. Some of it makes sense, but then a whole lot of it don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I seen a uh, skit, and uh, Nick, you can chime in whenever you want, man. But I seen a skit with Future. It's a cartoon skit on YouTube. He was in the studio, and the guy was doing the engineering. He was like, "Man, are you rapping or reading a text?" <laughs> and sometimes that would sound like some of these artists do it. I mean, most of them reading it, most of them. I mean, I don't know. Some of them freestyling it. I mean, you know. A lot of I got trying. one for you, Fat. I can't What's remember that? the song, and I'm gonna look it up. But there was a song that Lil Wayne was a feature on for for some R&B artist. And when I tell you word for word, he rapped an Aaliyah verse. 
I love oh, yeah. Bert. Yeah. yeah. Word for word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Man, I mean that's that, that any type of creativity. Actually, it's plagiarism, huh? True that. He was right. You know, I, I guess my thing though. As artists, uh, like I said before, I grew up listening to Outkast, Goody Mob, and you know these are the people that you know that you know like Goody Mob. They were really on some influential, you know, positive music. And they just smothered those dudes out, and now you're looking for somebody to be speaking positive, and you can kill all the positive, you know, groups, you know, and you, you know, that's just how the industry is geared, you know. They want what's gonna be, what's gonna last six months, and that's it, you know. They don't want any substance, you know. So I, I think we as artists have to really think about what we put in our music, we really do, you know. I mean, if I could play the devil, devil's advocate, and y'all know I like doing it, but I'm going to keep it real. A lot of the stuff that we hear on the radio, man, I mean, the creativity may not be what it used to be, but at the same time, you can't deny that the masses like it, you know, when it comes to what they say on the record. Because, I mean, you can turn on the radio at 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're going to hear, you know, long as my, my bees love me. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. are those lyrics right there, is that that's really like is that the lane that people need to be in? Is there something wrong with that lane? Because you got your Molly, popping Molly, sweating. You got all these other records. Now are these records right here efficient enough or good enough so we can call it art and, and support it? Or should well, we be supporting this? Let me say this, Kev. I, I gotta say this. And I, I know I'm gonna catch so much flack, but I've been catching flack since the first time I said it. I like Trinidad James, and let me tell you why. The reason I like Trinidad James is Trinidad James is a very intelligent cat, and a lot of people might not realize that by his music, but he's a very intelligent brother. But he has literally taken one project and thrown every type of of. I almost feel like it's a joke because he's taking every stereotype of a rapper, put it on a mixtape, and turn it into a success. Now, it wasn't a label behind it. So going into continuing playing Devil's, Devil's Advocate with you, the thing is, whereas before the pressure came for the, from the label to deliver those type of records, it seems like now it's coming from the fans. Mm. I mean, because if you listen to his like, entire body of work, he actually has some, some decent stuff on there. But he said it himself. Everybody went towards the ignorant stuff. I mean, and that's because it's been bled. I mean, it's been pushed on you for so many years, you know. Like, the generation listening to music now, that you know, they've been flooded with that garbage, man. So, it's you know, it's easy to pick up. You know, it's easy to like trash if that's all you're around, you know. And that's what the radios is putting out, trash. I mean, yeah, it sounds good, the beats are good, but where is the message? You know, like you say, everybody popping models and they swim. Hey, but so I, I don't, I don't know if you remember this though, fast. Remember too, I brought up two live crew. You know, just pushing the boundaries. Hey, we want some. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Okay. If the police. True. True. Okay. I mean, at the same time, those were at the time, those were songs for the time. You know, it's been around. Miley's been around since the seventies. You know, that's nothing new. You know, when NWA and F the Police, 
they was beating them across the head out there, you know. And Duke said, hey, we want some food. Everybody was just, you know, was being freaky. And it was the time, you know, it was time for that. Yeah, but we still demanded those guys to step it up, though. You know, you had Dolores Tucker out there going hard and everybody that did gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? We had people saying no to drugs at the time, women groups going at two live crew. You know, it was a, you know, I mean, we had people demanding them to step it up back in the day. We done broke those down. We done tore those walls down. You know, and then really... It gave everybody the right to say what they want to say in their music, which is freedom of speech. But you just can't sell me a bag of, you just can't, you know, you can't sell me anything. I'm not going to buy anything. Right. So, so you, you at the, you at the crossroad of, I can say what I want to say. An artist should be able to say whatever they want to say when they get to, get to expressing themselves musically. But also as an artist in the same, on the same token, I have to go back and, you know, revise it a little bit because you can't say everything, you know, because they are kids, you know. That's just the way I think, you know. My music, I try to do, you know, I try to put a message or it's going to be something. You know, if somebody can grasp and take with them. And now everybody just got a bag of pills, popping them, dying, you know. You know, it's. It's crazy, man, to see how you know where where it comes from, but I guess that's what you know. That's that's our creation. Most definitely, man. We appreciate you for your comments, man. You want to get back in the conversation? Just press one. All right. All right. All right. Appreciate, man. All right, we're gonna bring in our good friend, man. He's been waiting for a while. I know he got some very interesting things to say. Charlie. Yo, what's going on? What's going on, my brother? Charlie, what's up, man? Huh? What's happening, Charlie? Oh, what's happening? Uh, first of all, I want to correct someone. I think when you all were talking about people who died or of serious complications, Pat, Pat actually was murdered. He was shot to death. Yeah. I think you're speaking of Big Mo. Big Mo was yeah. the one with the serve. That's right. Big, big Mo. Big Mo. Hard attack. Um, but, yeah, I, I believe this is a very interesting conversation. And, uh, brother, I got to disagree with you on... Um, Trinidad. Uh, I, I, I seriously have to disagree with you on Trinidad. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You think that he's, he's trying some kind of clever subterfuge by uh, manipulating stereotypes. I, 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 I don't agree with it. It's a unique way of looking at him. I just think the brother want to get paid. And he's figured out basically being a stereotype, embodying a stereotype, um, that uh, he will get paid and apparently is working. And I don't want to divide anybody, but I, I want to bear in mind that this brother's not an African American, he's a Caribbean American. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and the same stereotypes that are going on. In hip hop is happening in dance hall, right? And I don't think that, I don't think that this is an accident. Uh, I have a whole essay that I wrote years ago about uh, the destruction of reggae. If you look at hip hop, and somebody talks about variety in hip hop during hip hop's golden age, 
you had your two live crew. You had your NWA. Right. You had your ex clans. You had your right. public enemies and parents to balance it off. But right. even when you look at the so called gangster rappers, they actually had at least one or two records on their albums that dealt with social issues. NWA had Express Yourself. Uh, Dope Man was an actual anti-drug song. Uh Remember when he said, if you smoke crack, you you know, uh, what we have now is records that lean toward debauchery, that lean toward anti-life behavior, Right. And there's no balance to it. But, I mean, Charlie, you know, like we was playing devil's advocate earlier, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, we have our opinion when it comes to artists, if we like them or don't like them. But when you sit back and listen to the lyrical contents of these people and the things that they say, should we, you know, should, should we come at them in a manner just to be like almost shutting them down? Because, I mean, I know there was a big controversy with the Emmett Till right, the, the lyric with, with Lil Wayne, man. I mean, you got you got Trinidad Jane over here, Trinidad James over here talking about Molly, but you got Emmett Till comments over here by Lil Wayne and all these other well, rappers that say certain things. Look, look, we look what happened when the black community came down on Lil Wayne, and then mm-hmm. when it look, here's the thing, here's the difference. The difference is when people insult the hip hop generation. We take it because we're afraid to, to, to challenge them because we don't want to be called haters. Mm-hmm. When you insult the generation previous, the civil rights generation, they shut you down. They organize boycotts mm-hmm. or selective buying campaigns. And corporate America hears that. And then corporate America makes a phone call to... Baby and baby makes a phone call to Wayne and then apologies issues. And I guarantee you Wayne won't say anything like that again. But but how yeah. far how far can we let our artists go with with lyrics? I mean Okay, alright, alright. Here, here, here's I I'm I'm not I'm an artist. I write poetry. There's some things that I say in my poetry that uh may offend some people, but there is a purpose to it. Okay? Uh, if I say something that offends people, then people have one thing. Don't buy my book. Don't go to my poetry reading. Don't, you know, don't attend any function where I will be uh, appearing. And then that, and to an extent, I will either hear what they say and adjust my next poem, which if I'm an artist, I'm not going to do that. Right. What I'm saying is at some point, a good artist, if they offend you, they offend you for a reason. And there's some social redeeming value to that reason. Right. Okay. What I don't find in art in, 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 in young artists like NWA, I can defend. The part of the reason why I'm working on this book called Music and Politics mm-hmm. is that, you know, I had a young brother say, man, why are you coming down on us when you, you know, wrote about Master P? And I told him, I said, I defy you to read anything I wrote about P.N. Where, where I said he was a dope MC. I said, what I found with P. was that there was some social redeeming value in some of his work. 
Right. Okay. I've listened to Trinidad James. I don't hear it. Now, maybe I'm getting old. But I don't see where it popped the Molly and I'm sweating as a social redeeming value considering what Molly's are doing to the brains of young African American children. Now, I want to I wanna bring something up right quick. And okay. I, I want you all. How many of you all are familiar with the, um, the the anonymous letter that went out a few, maybe about last year? The one when dealing with uh, uh, the rappers and, I mean, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we talked about that exactly. on the show once mm-hmm. before. Okay, but now I, what I want to understand is, is there a connection? I mean, we don't know who this person is. Some people have speculated this record. I mean, this the meeting never took place. If it did, apparently nobody's going to say, yeah, I was there. Right. Uh, but what I will say is this. If you look at the the, the, the digression or de-evolution of social lyricism in mainstream rap after right. the L.A. riots and trace right. it along parallel, you will see that it deteriorates by the decade. Yeah, the the lyrics of the rappers definitely have deteriorated over the years, but we have those okay. jewels in there, though, Charlie. We have a couple of guys that that are expressing themselves in a way that you can you can appreciate the lyricism. Oh, oh I, I'm not saying throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I'm not right. saying get rid of rap music. I'm saying, from my personal point of view, as a hip as a hip hop historian, I see a pattern. That is disturbing to me. You know, for somebody who's defended hip hop, mm-hmm. somebody who's chronicled its, 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 its evolution, this bothers me. I, I don't, you know, like some people will sit there and say, well, you know, everybody has to do this and the other. I don't have a problem with it, but there's no balance. There's no real balance. Right. And that balance, when I'm talking about mainstream corporate rap, I'm not talking about underground rap. I mean, there are groups that I like. I mean, I posted the Cold Boys, C-O-L-E-D-O-Y-Z, out of Alabama. I love those boys. Most definitely. You know, who have the message and have the music. Strange Fruit but, Project, I love them. Strange Fruit Project, but will these, will these groups get the same kind of attention that Trinidad James gets? Now, uh, 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 Nick, I'm going to ask you a serious question. And I want you to answer it honestly, given what you know about the music industry. During in the height of the golden era, could Trinidad James get a record deal? Trinidad James couldn't even get a meeting. <laughs> Pardon? Trinidad James could not even get a meeting during the height of the golden age of the Okay, now, why is that? The people, but the A and R's were were a little bit more in tune to to the music also back then. Not necessarily, not just not necessarily because of that. Why would you? But, say? but not at, at some point, the A and R's in the country cared about the craft of rap, and they understood that if we, we are see, here's the thing you have to understand: it's not that okay. The, the subject matter is, is is weak on social commentary, which is my strong suit. That's what I really look for in, in a rap record. It's also weak on lyrical skills. It's re- weak on musical skills in some cases. So it's almost as if somebody somewhere 
He's deliberately trying to sabotage rap music, and especially southern rap music. Yeah. It's like, because if, if you would have brought Trinidad James to me and I was an A&R, I would have laughed you out of the building. Well, yeah, I mean... That, I, I I gotta listen. To, I, well, I can't sit up in front like I listen to everything. I mean, I only heard that one song and the other song he got called Southside. Lyrically, Kevin, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Don't send me. Don't do it. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I want the record. Hey, but we want to let everybody out there know that the phone lines are open. We are accepting calls. The call-in number is 718-508-9972. Tonight we are talking about freedom of speech and hip-hop and R&B. We're talking about Emmett Till. When, you know, when Lil Wayne going to sit up and make those comments, how he going to beat it down like Emmett Till. We're talking about Trinidad James and the Molly situation. And also, old Beyonce with the Bow Down record. Can you say what you want to say? Do your kids need to be in this? Do we need to censor these rappers? That's well, what I want. Do we need to censor rappers? Yeah. I got to say this. It seems like every time I'm in the car and it's just my wife and I, we'll crank up that old NWA. We'll crank up that old, we'll crank up almost everything. Social death days, all-stars, just everything. When my daughter's in the car, it's Radio Disney and gospel. <laughs> hey, Charlie, can we get you off that speakerphone? We're getting a little feedback from you, my man. All right. All right. All right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, to be honest, as an adult, I couldn't let my child listen to some of the things that I listened to when I was young because it's like, because one of my favorite rap albums when I was a kid was Murder Was a Case. There's no way in hell I'm letting my seven-year-old listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but but Nick, let me ask you a question. Uh, in the eighties, you had records that you could let your child listen to that were quality records. There was a, there was a balance. There was a balance. The problem now is there is no balance. That's why everybody who remembers hip hop as it was is upset. That's why I'm upset. I'm upset not necessarily that Trinidad James has a two point whatever million dollar deal and. He's going to flood the airways, and Chief Keith is going to flood the airways. I'm upset because there's not enough to live parlies or cold boys in mainstream to balance it all. I'm upset that there's not an arrested development to balance it all. I'm even mm-hmm. upset that there's not a PM dog no, to balance it all. That's my problem. There's yeah. nothing that my, that my granddaughter... That, that I would let her listen to And she's right now She's a little baby I don't even play hip hop around her I don't I wouldn't even dare do that mm-hmm. Wow Hey Charlie you know, Oh man we appreciate you for your comments We know if you got anything else you want to say man Press that number one we're going to bring in the next call Alright Alright go ahead do your thing Alright alright Dr. J from Dallas what's going on man What's going on everybody Oh, everything is lovely, man. Yeah. What's going on, baby? <laughs> What's up with you? Uh, no, Dr. much. Reed. I got writers. Come here. Come on, Dr. J. That's Dr. Reed. Hey, I, I got writer's block, so I figured I'd uh, get maybe a couple laughs to get this writer's block out. I got a paper to write in a minute. But, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, no, tell me about it. 
But anyway, uh, as you know, listen, I'm, I'm pretty much agreeing with everybody, which is rare. But uh, as far as like the product that's putting out, and Nick, you know, me and you didn't talk about this for years. It's almost, you know, I say you have the puppet and you have the puppeteers. You know, we talked uh, about a year ago. We were talking about like Kaya. Kaya was the puppet, but who's the who's the puppeteer? My right. neck, my back. It, it wasn't nothing great about it. It wasn't even good. I'm saying, man, there's an autistic kid with nothing but a pinky toe that can write lyrics better than that. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying. Tyson. Oh, Fifty Tyson. There you go. Tyson. Yeah, there you go. And I mean, and that's one thing. Now, when we start talking about our rights, and I think that black people, you know, as a whole. We need to know our rights, our rights, all 27 of them in the, in the Constitution. And as far as the freedom of speech and press and religion and all kind of stuff like that, there's a, there's a vast difference between your rights and what's right. Right. Yeah, just because you have the right to do something, does it really make it right? That's one. Two, especially with most of us coming from HBCUs, uh, there's a vast divide. There's a wall that's been created, and it's almost like the wall was created overnight. When we were younger, and I grew up in Atlanta, you know, Atlanta public schools, we knew who we who we were. We right. learned our history. We saw people get uh, hosed down and dogs on. I mean, like our teachers weren't afraid to teach us that stuff. So, you know, we knew how to represent ourselves when we went out. And, yeah, we had songs that we listened to growing up. When you rolled by church, you turned it down, didn't you? Most definitely, you know, still do to oh, this yeah. day. You know, hey, you had church. I mean, you had you had songs that like that stuff was a was a like a treat. You didn't get to listen to that. You might have that cousin house at the basement that you go over, you know, at a barbecue, and y'all listen to that song a couple times, and you know, you knew good and well you weren't gonna listen to it. You wouldn't be so open mm-hmm. and 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 flamboyant and disrespectful. You you wouldn't dare let your grandma or or your aunt or somebody hear you playing that music, you mm-hmm. know. And listening to the music from that era, when you compare it today, today is just garbage. So it's like, who's the one pulling the strings that's putting this this garbage on the radio? And well, now well, it's all. Dr. Reed, Dr. Reed, what it was like, Devil, Devil's Advocate again. As our good friend Charlie says, we don't have to listen to them, we don't have to buy it, but yeah. should we stop them from being able to say what they want and feel like saying? No, as, as an American, as a. As an American, you have the right of the, the first. Your First Amendment right gives you the right to free speech, but does it make it right? If you, if we truly knew, you know where we came from and as a people. I mean, what's wrong with good music? How, how about this real music? You know, stuff that actually makes sense. You know, analogies, wordplay. You know, the whole Emmett Till stuff. This dude should have. He should have been beat till he got a seizure. You know, somebody should have just, he should have had a bunch of belts and stuff like that. Because do, do do you know how many people, there was a time in this country where our people, were they would kill us for learning how to read. You know, that was an era. I mean, and you grew up in Mississippi, so you knew what Mississippi is like. There's probably still some elements of that today. You know, how, how disrespectful, how dare you, you know, have a ball. I don't care how big and bad you are. That is so disrespectful to to every black southerner who, I mean, anybody doing that era that's ever had to deal with that stuff. This kid lost his life. You know, right. that's the that's the that's the the epitome of what it was like to live. You know, we lived our lives in fear every day. When young black men left the house every day, you know, there was like a, a safety protocol. You know, this is how you you know you you don't be by yourself. You don't look nobody in the eye. You you walk on the other side of the street. 
you know, we lived in ultimate fear, and this young man lost his life. And you have the balls that come up and, 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 and try to, you know, make light of that. No, dude, you deserve that seizure you had. And somebody probably, you know, yeah, you probably got jumped into that. No, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Reed, thank you for your comment, man. We're going to go ahead and bring in this next caller right here from St. Louis. We got Dash. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's happening? Hey, what's going on, Nick? You in there? I'm good, man. What's up? Hey, man. First time uh, able to listen to y'all's show. You know, I've been overseas so much, and the Internet quality ain't that great over there, man. But back home now so I can tune in to y'all. Appreciate. We certainly appreciate it, man. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm agreeing with uh pretty much everything I'm hearing, but I just want to keep this real short because I got these kids running around here, man. Uh, I want to say that the rap game now, man, it's uh it's a modern day dope game. You know, it's a hustle for a lot of these cats, man. A lot of these cats that's in the industry now, uh, they come from selling dope, I guess, and they're like, oh, here's a legal, a legit hustle now. So let's get in here and spread around this garbage and for whatever reason people are soaking it up man there's a there's a lot of whackness out there i i find myself listening to a lot of old school stuff from the 90s when i was growing up i, I hardly ever listen to anything new except for uh kendrick 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 he's, lamar thank god, yeah, he's pretty thank god for yeah, him so. thank god for him man <laughs> i mean there, you know, there's a couple of jewels here and there you know but yeah. I mean, the main, the main thing is, regardless of how whack these guys are, I'm just wondering, you know, and my thing is that, you know, a lot of these people that that, that say things like, like Dr. Reed was, you know, kind of, you know, talking about how Lil Wayne was talking about Emmett Till, but you listen to some of the lyrics that these guys say. I mean, even in rock and roll, you look at uh, uh, even country music, these guys have, I mean, they just have the range to say what they want to say. And then mm-hmm. it just seems like when it comes to hip hop, we you know certain things, man, we gonna shut them down and and don't look at the artistical value of it. Or am I wrong by saying there's any artistical value to it at all? Am I still on? I, yeah, you still on? Oh, let me answer that. Um, well, wrong is wrong. It doesn't I, matter. I agree, it doesn't. I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent, Doctor Reed. We're just playing devil's advocate again. We know that it's wrong. But just like the statues of, of naked Romans and Greeks or whatever, they have his penis hanging out. To some people, you, you go to the Holy Dendow church person, oh, my God, they got a penis hanging out. That's wrong. But to somebody else, that's art. Well, what I, what I say that there's, there's certain lines you don't, you don't cross. Everybody yeah. got a you don't go their line. Especially in this era of 24-hour, you know, Twitter and everybody can anything you say is is, is there forever, you know. And that that don't go there list is you don't say an, anything anti-Semitic today. You'll never get a job. You don't say. I mean, so you'll never hear a Jewish uh, a rapper or anybody like that dare go there. You know, any Native American in the Trail of Tears, uh, those concentration camps we had in Asia or Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima right. out there in Japan. You know, you don't go there. So well, in terms of the, you know, you just, you don't do. I mean, I'm I telling see, you. you I feel you on that. I agree you, with you a thousand percent on that. Well, just not even just the Emmett Till thing. Um, the raunchiness of the lyrics talking about our females. How about the way that, you know, long as my bees love me or some of these songs that got out here, 
blatantly just saying you my whore on the record. Is that art or is well, that freedom of speech? I mean, I understand the Emmett me, Till man. That. That's definitely a no no. Let me answer that. Go ahead. Let me take you back to, if I'm not mistaken, 2004 mm-hmm. when Nelly did Tip Drill. Yeah. Now, here's my issue with this. And this is from coming from the aspect of being a DJ. Those same young ladies from Spelman who put a stop to his bone marrow um, rally that he was actually trying to find a donor to save his sister's life, those same young ladies were part of three sororities. Delta Sigma Theta, Alpha Kappa Alpha, Theta Phi Beta. All three of those organizations have chants that include some of those disrespectful lyrics when they're talking about each other. <laughs> All of them have party hops that they do to those same disrespectful lyrics that are playing in the club. So I find it very difficult for you to be outraged at something. When when the curtain is closed, you know all the lyrics, you have dances to all the songs, you jump up to, and anybody who's ever been to a club knows this, the most disrespectful songs you can possibly think of, the women are front and center in the middle <laughs> of the dance floor. It sure now, is. If you're a guy and you're in the club, and you see that that's the way they react to that music, what are you going to do? You're going to go out and you're going to get that music. Yep. So it's it's really a case of, is it self-hate? Which I think think we should do a show about women in hip-hop. Is it self-hate? Well, I mean, you know... I understand that. I mean, I'm just looking at, like, you know, I I mean, one, one of my guys, Cam... You know, I don't know if he's out there listening right now. I mean, he had a post on the Internet, uh, you know, a while ago, man, just talking about how, you know, people talk about each other's lyrics. And, but, you know, he's like, man, forget about that. I'm going to say what I want to say and how I want to say it when I want to say it. And that is the attitude of a lot of people now. I don't want to harp on that because, in my opinion, you have the right to say what you want to say. Like, But I agree with Dr. Reed. There's a line for certain things. But when it comes to the artistical value of it, the content of it, even just the consciousness of it, I, I feel like some of our artists now have lost that route. You know, they, they don't know where to go with it. It's like it's free for all, and I don't want to just get down on artists, man. I mean, to me, artists is is the level of expression, and you need, to, you need to be able to express yourself, you know, to be a true artist. Just like you look at Outkast, from Pimps and Whores, Cadillac Doors, whatever, whoop, whoop, to Space Age, to where they at now. You see the level of progression and expression and the growth in it. If we shut down some of these artists now, we may not get that next outcast. It's not about shutting them down, but I don't have to support it. Because the thing about it is, but what, if, what if we would have said, if we said now, we're not going to support Southern Player List of Cadillac Music? What if we wouldn't have supported that because they're talking about, you know, slamming Cadillac doors? And, and, and everything else they were talking about at that time in their There's life. There's a difference between slamming Cadillac doors and popping a molly. Big difference. I, I feel Big like they can go beyond And let's that. be honest, there's a bias when it comes to music as other form, as opposed to other art forms. Because you look at someone like Edgar Allan Poe, or you look at someone like Stephen King, who they regard as geniuses, and all they talked about was death, and pretty yeah. much everything that 
that mm-hmm. L. Rapper talk about for the most part. Let's be honest. Yeah. So there's a big bias there. But let's just be honest. Some of the stuff, they're just like Dr. Reed says. Just because you can say it don't mean you should say it. I could walk up to Lil Wayne and be like, hey, Lil Wayne, you know your mama sucked your daddy off. Now, it's probably true. Don't <laughs> 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 still want to hear that. <laughs> but, I mean, man, right you know, but as an artist, as an artist, though, you know, just, just I, I mean, to me, the veil of being an artist covers a lot of bases, man. Just my opinion. You know, if you wrote like, lyrics like that, Lil Wayne definitely ain't going to want to see it or hear it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean you can't express that. You hey, may let, let me say something. Your shins, but let me give you a good example of balance. Okay. And he's a, he's an R&B cat, but I'm going to give you a good example of balance. And I actually had a conversation with this brother about maybe four or five years ago. Raheem Devon. Now, you got oh, yeah. Raheem Devon, who is, he's known for conscious music and he's known for the sex music. Right. And outside of R. Kelly, there's not been that many people that do that since someone like a Marvin Gaye or a Curtis Mayfield. But, you know, this is the same cat that in the same album will have a song like uh, Text Messages, but turns around and has Cocaine Dreams. Or he'll have um, Customer, and then turn around and has uh, Bulletproof. Bulletproof, you know, I love it, that. It has, to be, it has to be a balance. Has to be a balance. True that. True that. You know, I look at one of our longtime uh, listeners and, and, and contributors, Felt Five. How can we encourage that, though, man? How can we encourage that? Realistically, elevate the ones who are doing it. You look at some. You look at an artist like Felt Five. He has a song like "Catch Up to My Campaign," which is, I mean, it's it's just one of those riding songs. It's one of those. Classic southern based songs, but then he'll have using confusion, which is talking about a relationship that's going wrong. You get what I'm saying? There has to be some type of balance. It has to be some type of balance, and we have to elevate those who are bringing that balance to the table. We got to support them more. That's the problem. Right. I'll tell you right now, one of the biggest problems in music today the fans are lazy as hell. True that. The music yeah. is no longer served up to you on a silver platter like it once was. You got to go out there. If you want it bad enough and you want to hear some good music, you can go out there and you can find the foreign exchanges, the Fontes, the rapper Big Poos. You can find the Talib Kualis. You, you can find them. They're out there. They just need your support. They need you as bad as you need them. But as fans, we're so lazy. And then the way that we come off to other people, it, it turns them off. You meet a fan, you meet somebody that doesn't like Ken, that doesn't know who Kendrick Lamar is. One of the first things I hear people say, "Man, you don't know who Kendrick Lamar. Is. Man, you crazy, man. You should you should have been on this. Now you're making that person feel like they're stupid because they don't know about an artist that you know about. Instead of saying, you know what, let me let me keep you on the cat. That's funny. How did we hey, learn hey, about hey, those hey, artists? Back some, in the day? Sometimes it be like that though, man. You do have to be like really shocked that you don't know about this. But you know what? That's not going to turn them. That's not going to turn them into a fan. If anything, that's it may true. turn them away. That's Think true. about when we were in high school. Think about when we were junior high. I wish Dash still on the line because when, when he and I were growing up, we known each other since fourth grade. When he and I were growing up, if there was an artist that I liked that you didn't know about it, you know what? It, take this tape. Let me get one of somebody you listen to, and that's how you learned it. You know, oh yeah. I mean, it, oh, it, yeah. it was low key bootlegging, but it was like let me let me double the tape. Right. You said tape. 
<laughs> you know that one out the vault right there. <laughs> put, the, put the paper on the top. We have to be more proactive as fans. If there's somebody out there that you really, really think about, if you told everybody that you knew about an artist that you were really feeling, word of mouth is the best promotion. Yeah, think about it. You told five people a week that didn't know about Kendrick Lamar or who didn't know about Big Chris or who didn't know about Tito Lopez. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, that's you definitely five people right. a week you about your favorite artist. Right. Well, let, let me say something, guys. Um, what I guess the older I get, the lamer I'm getting. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with it. But I look at it as a totally... From totally different perspective Is that you know in the business world Especially in the medical world And when I travel here and I travel there You know I feel like as black people Regardless of what you do Every time you step out of the door It's wrong, it's unfair But that's the world we live in But you're an ambassador for the whole race Every Mm -hmm. time you step out It, It is the most asinine thing That we have to experience So I've been in many arenas all over the world Where people just got it wrong you know, in, in terms of hip hop, like I'll be, I'll be in areas when I'm with some young, you know, other young doctors, and they'll put on hip hop music thinking that it's cool, and it'd be like the roughest, most grindest garbage, whatever. They're like, oh, he black, that's what he's all about, you know, and they, they make all kind of assumptions. I personally like the Foreign Exchange; that's my favorite group. But, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they go hard. But the thing yeah. is, is that we have to be better ambassadors. We have to uh, uh, promote more people like Raheem. And stop letting a lot of this trash get out there. At some point, we got to stand up and make a voice. But it's not just in music; it's in everything. We need to start becoming more educated and informed, and stop settling. Stop, stop settling and letting people pimp us. We'll be the first one to say, "Ain't nobody gonna pimp me," but you get pimped every day, That's and true. you don't even realize it. Hey so, man, Dr. Reed, we had, man, we appreciate that comment right there, man. That kind of sums everything up. And Nick, I, I appreciate. The way that you, you know, you molded the conversation towards, we do have to be better fans. We do have to be more participant in, in making sure that certain artists do get to that point because we've done it before. We can do it again. No, that I right. want to challenge everybody that's on the line. This week, from this Thursday to the next time that we're on the talk of town, I want you to tell five people, regardless of their race, regardless of their background, because you, you, we all know that music is a universal language. Just tell five people that did not know about it, your favorite artist, tell five people about your favorite artist. No, no. Tell five people about the Middleman Talk Show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't care. They get We need us. Tell five people about the Middleman Talk Show. If you enjoyed yourself tonight, tell them about us. <laughs> Most definitely. Hey, man, I appreciate everybody that called in tonight, man. I enjoyed this conversation, man. I, you know, I, I'm 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 definitely an advocate of freedom of speech, but like, you know, I do I do believe that there are boundaries in in music, man. I mean, I try to step outside of my character to make sense of some of the madness, but ah, that's hard to do. <laughs> that's hard to do, man. <laughs> But um, if you're just tuning in or you just made it to this part of the show via download, yes, you can always go back and download this show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman. We also 
you know, you can go over to uh, themiddleman.com and uh, check out the show over there also. And check out some of the videos on the Middleman film. And if you know any artists out there that need some mastering work done, we do have mastering work. You know, hey, we we working over here. We got graphics uh, with, uh, what's the name of your company, man? Plug. Blueprint to connect. You, you kill them. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, hey, we do have things to offer, man. And, and to all the artists out there, you hear me loud and clear right now. You hear me right, loud and clear. We would like for you guys to send us records. Make sure they're clean. If you can't make them clean, hey, hit us up at wearethemiddleman at gmail.com, and uh, we can get that clean for you for a fee. It's a minimum fee, but a fee. But, um... We would like to get some of you guys' records on here. We we announced this when we brought the show back. But we would like to start playing a little bit more independent music. So for all the independent artists out there, hit us up at wearethemiddleman at gmail.com. In the, in the comment section, put in the music. And then when your song is chosen, we're going to hit you back, let you know what show we're going to play it on, and we're going to try to rock with you guys. And also to all the producers out there, we're looking for instrumentals. We want to replace all the instrumentals we use on our show with yours. Hit us up at wearethemiddleman at gmail.com. And, uh, hey, man, we enjoyed you tonight and uh, Freedom of Speech Hip Hop. And we ain't really get to the R&B, but I'm still mad oh, at we you. Next, week, next week's show is Ratchet and B. Oh, Ratchet Lord. and Blue. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, man. To everybody out there, like Nick was saying earlier, tell five. No, matter of fact, tell ten people. Walk up to him. Hey, you know about the Middleman Talk Show show? If you don't, you need to listen. Ain't like you don't know where we at. Make sure you tell them about us. Nick, take it over, baby. All right, man. You will see us here. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Okay. 8 p.m. Eastern. 7 p.m. Central. Do I need to say it again? Yes. 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. You still got time to watch Scandal after the middleman talk of the town goes off. Yeah, buddy. Warriors! <laughs> That's it, man. Hit that outro for us. All right. Yeah. Spell yeah. five. Middleman. Yeah. Talk to the town. Spell five. Oh, follow me at Fel5 on Twitter. Uh, it's the talk of the town, man. It's so ill. We talking real news in the music business here. Take your opinion in the chat or you can call in. Hey, they be going in. Hey, they be going in. On them cats in the industry. No one more things, more cats don't see. Keep your ears to the ground and you will see. Most things ain't what they appear to be. Cut to the chase and the real McCoy. Telling you that they ain't gonna toy around with no issue. Shedding light on dark signals. Yes, ten, ten, and now they own. Y'all tune in to the show this Sunday. 
I know we got one title up there, but that's about to change, and that show will be moving to the next Sunday. So y'all tune in. 6 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Central. Uh, what what was that? Uh, CP time. No CP time, y'all. Black right. <laughs> Hey, man. We out. Whatever. Boy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.